0: Kids are idiots. Yes. Why do we keep making them? Put that on paper.
1: Kids are idiots. Welcome. Thank you. Um, Folks, this is Dungeon Mastermind Podcast. Um, I am lucky to have a good friend of mine and fellow podcast host of How to Be a Better DM. Um, Justin, tell us a little bit about yourself, man.
0: Yes, uh, I'm Justin Lewis. I am one of the hosts of How to Be a Better DM. I am lucky to be here on Dungeon Mastermind. Uh, I've been playing D&D for six to five, five to six years now. Uh, I have been dungeon mastering for three-ish years or so, a little bit over that, and just love the love the hobby. I love it. Um,
1: folks, we are going to talk about... Um, an interesting and drastically underutilized game mechanic, as we have learned in preparing for this. Um, and that is inspiration. Inspiration. Um, you have a cool way of utilizing this in your games at home. Um, so I'd love to hear your take on inspiration. Then we'll go into kind of the player's handbook. If that's cool.
0: Okay. So, so you want to hear my homebrew? Yeah. <clears throat> cool. So, First thing is I created this rule in an attempt to encourage more dd like behavior in the real world, right? I wanted my players to have real life adventures of a sort. So the way it works is, and I'll actually tell you the way it's supposed to work, but the way it, the way it does work sure. is when you come to my table in, in person, I have these metal tokens kind of like this one you see here that Jake is letting me use. And I go around the room and say, who wants tokens of inspiration? And what you have to do is you have to pick a skill that correlates with something you've done during the week. And usually the the cool thing about this is it also sparks stories, right? So, for example, my friend Jordan, (laughs) uh, he has regaled us with lots of stories of him kind of telling his boss off because
1: you love to hear that.
0: Oh yeah. Because his boss has been a real piece and uh, he's, you know, he, he was in this interesting position where he's the only person who does what he does in the company. It's integral to the the functions of the company. And the boss was like, it's your fault. And then my buddy's like, no, it's not. Here's the proof on a zoom call in front of everyone. Beautiful. And the boss shuts up. So yep. uh, obviously that's uh, intimidation right there. Yes, no question. Yeah. Uh, So you know it's it's real fun to get that. So what you do, like I said, you pick the skill. You tell people, you tell us at the table what you did during the week, and then you get a token that you can redeem. You can cash it in when you roll for that skill, and the roll has been subpar, right? Or you want higher, so you t- you cash in the token. You get advantage. You roll again. The way it's supposed to work is technically at the end of the session. I'm ne- I never remember, but at the end of the session you're supposed to pick the skill that you want to try to do something in. Mm. So it's less uh, descriptive and more prescriptive. Sure. To try and get you to do something new in a week.
1: Plan your adventure out. Exactly. Exactly. Love that. Um, Yeah. Having partaken of Justin's inspiration um, once upon a time, it is a... It's a good introspective and reflective way of going into a game table, uh, which I think is a a cool approach to playing a game that is all happening in your mind, right? Mm -hmm. Um, D&D is pretty cool because it's exactly that. It isn't real. Um, If you're first time hearing that, I apologize for bursting your bubble, but (laughs) it isn't real. Um, But life is. And you can bring that in, um, both ways, right? You can bring that to the table and you can take the table back home. Mm -hmm. And I I really like that, um, how that works. Um, inspiration is interesting. I have always seen it on the character sheet, right? In most cases, it's like what top right-hand corner. It's like a little sun, isn't it? Like Mm -hmm. a little half sun. Um, and I was like, okay, cool. Um, Whatever. Uh read into the game mechanic. Not whatever. It's freaking sweet. Um definitely needs to be utilized a little bit more. Um as far as the rule itself. Um, it works very similarly to how you do it, um, just more very specifically related to the game, right? Um, it's a token or an award given by the DM to players who have uh, either committed themselves to a good role play bit or played true to their character uh, where the DM can say, you know, that was awesome. Thank you for really buying in. You can have advantage on any role of any kind at any time, uh, which is obviously like super clutch to oh, yeah. have that. Yeah. Um, but it gets better because you can also give it away. You'll love to see it, man. Um, anytime that you can get your table to sacrifice for each other and give something precious up like advantage on a roll, Those to rare, else.
0: rare, rare times. Mm.
1: Because everyone who plays D&D is a selfish murder hobo. It's and, true.
0: It's so true. And that's why we love it, dang it. Maybe. That's what
1: makes it so great. Yeah. That's why games like Grand Theft Auto are so popular because sometimes when you get home from work, you got to hit a stripper. You know? Yeah.
0: Like physically, not yep. the not the other way. Yep. But like punch. Right. Yep. Yep.
1: Um, we do not condone that kind of violence, folks. Yes. Don't do that. Those yes. games will rot your brain, and that is why this country is on fire because of violent video games.
0: Yes, yes, and politicians. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, <laughs> you're gonna get censored now.
1: <laughs> you got me canceled already. We're only getting started. That's my job. Um, so I'm gonna turn this on you, man. Um, give me my token back. Here you go. Kyle. Tell me. Cause we're going to play a little encounter later. You tell me how you earned this inspiration and we're going to steal your very specific homebrew rule and tell me what skill you used to earn this.
0: <clears throat> well, I would like, and, and this is usually how my players say it. They okay. say, I want this. And then I'll say why or how, you okay. know, uh, I would like insight. Why or how? So like that. Yes, exactly yeah, okay. like that. So uh for those of you who have listened to one of the previous episodes, it was the Dexterity episode with Caden Otley. Uh he is my business partner. We have uh just started up a new business. It's called monsters.rent. I am working with business partners. Working with other people sucks. Is so hard. <laughs> I I like I never knew how hard it was, you know, and, and maybe this is a tangent, but like, I've always imagined myself owning my own business, mm-hmm. right? Being the boss. Absolutely. No one can tell me what yeah. to do. Yeah. But guess who gets all the complaints? The boss. The boss. Yep. But not just that, guess who has to fix complaints that people have about other people? The boss. The boss. And that is so freaking hard. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes people just have bad days and like two hours later, they're like, nope, I'm good. You're like, okay, whatever. Yeah. So insight okay. for for looking into the minds of people and not going insane.
1: Okay. Um, yeah, absolutely. The two worst parts about working with people is working and people. and people.
0: Yeah. With is okay.
1: Yeah. With, I'm fine with. Totally. Fine with, with boom people not so much um well sir i shall grant you this token of inspiration to be used on an insight roll da na na will you use it in this
0: encounter Maybe. i'll find a way uh,
1: i i hope so
0: just hold up a hand when we're like 2 minutes from being done with the encounter and i'll be like <laughs> Let insight me roll check.
1: insight beyond the fourth wall
0: exactly <laughs> boom
1: insight check the dm exactly uh encourage you to try that Um, absolutely. So inspiration, um, in a game, right? Uh, it obviously allows you to use advantage on any attack roll, saving throw or ability check. Naturally. That is literally anything. Anytime you roll the D 20, you can use that to cash it in, roll it twice, take the higher of the two. It's an awesome mechanic. Um, what is inspiration by definition
0: to you? That's a really interesting question. So if you look at the word inspire, inspiration, the, the literal Latin root. uh oh, we get Latin? In oh, here. yeah. I love Latin. I okay. speak Italian, so I definitely go that way. Molto bene. Exactly. Molto bene. Molto, molto. <laughs> bene. But uh, And even in Italian, the word for to inspire is ispirare, okay. which is also. Say that again. Ispirare. By our aqua inspirare. Um, But no, the word to inspire is the same word to inhale. Yeah. To breathe. Yeah. Right. Uh, and that's why, you know, in, in the in the Bible, it is said that Adam had the breath of life breathed into him. Mm. He was inspired. inspired. Right? Mm. So in a sense. It's it has this connotation, or, or maybe denotation, no connotation, of life. Yeah, right. Bringing something to life. So I think inspiration is very much along those lines of bringing something new, maybe, to life.
1: Yeah, interesting. Um, I'm a little upset that you stole my thing. I was like, oh man, this is so clever. Oh. I found that inspiration means to draw breath. this guy comes in with freaking italian i'm so sorry um anyway uh yeah no no kidding right like um how unique right that that we as people like first of all language itself is super fascinating that like one word can mean multiple different things but all correlate to the same um because obviously, like like when we think of inspire in the traditional sense, we think of like creativity, like a flash of genius, um, but almost instantaneous and very short lived. Right. Right. But then you you know the direct dichotomy to the exact same word itself implies that it is enduring, it is lasting. It provides life, right? Like when you breathe, you do it all the time. You don't do it once and you're good for the rest of the day. Um, But I feel like for me, like when I think of inspiration, I think of like an an instantaneous stimulation almost where it's like, uh, oh my gosh, I just had this great idea. I am inspired and now I got to go do something about it. But if I did that with breath, I would die. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm curious, like – With that, those that dichotomy there, what like can creativity and that flash and that stimulation, could it become more consistent, like breath?
0: You know, I I think so. There's always that that phrase. I don't know if you've heard it, but people always say like live inspired. Right, mm. be inspired. Live I've inspired. only
1: heard live mas, live because Taco Bell is life.
0: Well, well, they they take off the inspired because it, it works better when it's shorter on billboards. No question, you know, it's it's hard to be like live mas inspirado. <laughs> um, I don't oh, know,
1: and Spanish, okay, pal. <laughs>
0: well, they're very similar. Um, <laughs> no, I definitely think you can live inspired, and if you think about it. <clears throat> Inspiration deals with ideas, mm-hmm. right? So it's coming up with ideas, or, or really, maybe a better way to say it is coming up with solutions to problems. Because no one ever was like, you know what? I was inspired about my Big Mac today. Mm-hmm. Like I, ins- I, I was inspired. Maybe you weren't. Maybe I. I <laughs> it's true.
1: I've been ex- inspired by many a Big Mac.
0: Well, but that's the thing. Those things, and even in that funny uh, situation, or, or what's the word? example? The funny example, the Big Mac inspired you, but you weren't inspired about it, right?
1: Oh sure, sure sure. Like sure. you might
0: have been inspired by it, but that wasn't the idea. Yeah. Right? So I think inspiration does need to have some sort of conflict and resolution, problem and solution. Hmm. Um which which means that there's some sort of tension, right? Which is a very interesting way to think about it because we think of inspiration as a very positive thing. Which means that it it possibly might be some sort of like mental relaxation, right? Like I've been working and then – Yeah,
1: like the release aspect of it. But again, it is the release of the tension. Exactly. Right? Um, Yeah. Wow, that's beautiful, honestly. Um, Because I I, I think of – you know, when when you have no access to a phone and you're trying to remember like who was that actress. Yes. Um, I remember I was with a, a roommate on my like LDS mission, mm-hmm. and we didn't have access to the internet at the time. And I was trying to remember who the actress was in Moulin Rouge. And it's Nicole Kidman for to alleviate the tension for you guys. <laughs> I should have honestly milked that. Yeah. Um, I sat for hours, man, and I was in bed just like it's Nicole Kidman, and that release was awe-inspiring, um, inspiring. Wow, yeah, it's become part of my everyday language now. Ever since that moment, um, so thank you, Nicole Kidman. Thank you. Um, your service is greatly valued. Um, but yeah, absolutely. The like, it is the overcoming. It is the the release of the tension that, I mean, with drying breath, right? You yeah. take that same example. Um, if you are not inhaling, you're holding your breath, right? Exactly. And it's when yeah. you take your breath that, that release occurs, right? Like holding your breath underwater. Yeah. And like you start to get the, the palpitations in your chest and then you break the surface and you go, <gasps> beautiful.
0: Yeah. I love that. That, um, that kind of makes me think that the the breathing analogy goes much farther because it's not just like holding in the breath but it's the exhalation right mm-hmm. and and kind of kind of going back to what i was saying about like it is it's it's a problem to be solved like true inspiration creates something new like it yes. puts forth something into the world right yes
1: um beautiful yeah the exhale is part of the inhale right they are not separate. Right. They have to be together. Um and to tie that back to the game mechanic of, of inspiration, there that aspect where you can give that inspiration almost should be the main purpose yeah. of the inspiration. Um, I could argue that if the DM grants you inspiration, it should be under the pretense that it is a gift to be used at the table for someone else
0: hmm.
1: that like your good work can now benefit somebody else hmm. to inspire hmm, their good work to then pass it around right yeah. like the whole concept of paying it forward yeah. right? that beautiful movie till the kid dies spoilers um
0: wait what movie what pay it forward i've never seen that movie or heard of it Whoops, spoiler kid dies <laughs> Well, never going to watch that. It's
1: really good.
0: Never going to pay it forward now either. And
1: couldn't tell you the actors in it because it's not Nicole Kidman. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you, actors, for dying. Thank you, little boy actor who dies in a tragic incident. Freak
0: gasoline fight accident.
1: Unfortunately not. He just gets knifed in Las Vegas.
0: What? (laughs) Yeah. Definitely not paying it forward now it's a really good movie what What? oh Um, boy
1: um (laughs) so that's the uh that's the mechanic folks there you go um yeah i i think that that's kind of it though right like like if you really want to encourage like if you're having a tough time with role play at the table right Mm -hmm. like coming from a viewing it from a, a DM's perspective. Role play is always the hardest part of it. Everybody can figure out combat. Mm-hmm. Everybody can figure out their player like, oh I'm a human fighter. I have a sword. What's my turn? Slash, 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 action surge, slash, slash, one more time. Right? Anybody can figure that out. But it is the the conversations. It's the conversations with each other at the table. It's the it's it's arguing with the freaking magic merchant, right? Like <laughs> that's always the case, right? You always got to finagle a deal, right? It's a ring of invisibility, folks. It has a fixed price. Yeah. Okay? We all know what that is.
0: Yeah. Plus uh, you're not special. Guys.
1: Absolutely not. That, oh, we talk talking about that all day too. Yeah. Um, You guys are just heroes, man. You aren't gods yet. Yeah. You have the possibility of becoming a god.
0: Yeah. And you shouldn't just kill random shopkeepers to take the ring of invisibility because that's consequences Bad. yeah um one thing though as you're talking about it from the dm's excuse me dm's perspective it reminds me of another homebrew that i did for a while but then it kind of gotten it, it got too burdensome sure. that we would just forget about it but it's it's along the same lines but we would essentially reward the best role player right mm. and I, I i did a spartan race so i had like this medallion on a, a necklace thing and i would literally like Give it to them and say, next session you get advantage on one skill for the entire session, nice. nice. Uh, and then they would have to pick someone else. But I think, for inspiration's sake, you can definitely incorporate measures to encourage positive behavior from a for GM's sure. persp- perspective
1: right? without breaking your game. Exactly. Either. Exactly. Right. Like advantage on one role truly isn't going to break your game. Mm-hmm. So if you're if you're handing out inspiration like it's freaking peanuts like maybe you Mm -hmm. know like that's just you shooting yourself in the foot a little bit like because again there's no tension exactly um there needs to be there needs to feel like this was truly earned Mm -hmm. um and but but give it out right? Like have it be like a regular thing. Um, this is something that I'm definitely going to start incorporating a lot more often. Yeah. Um, Cause I just don't see it done very often at all. Right. Like mm-hmm. sure. DMS will all the time say, you know what, That was a really great speech. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and do this with advantage Yeah. or like, what a clever idea. Go ahead and do this with advantage, but like make it official, you know, here is inspiration. Yeah. Um, Cause one it, it's, Just rewarding to feel that. Mm -hmm. And two, there's always that sense of in-game currency Mm -hmm. that for whatever reason, us human beings are so tight with. Um, Like my own personal money, spending that like it's nothing <laughs> right you give me yeah. 150 in-game credits i'm gonna end that game with at least 150 mm-hmm. never spending those
0: no it's gonna earn me interest
1: absolutely Honestly. not really because it's a game it's but fake
0: but i'm a great economist in D. yeah
1: but you give them that actual token it's probably not gonna get used Maybe if it's if it's gifted. Right? Never. Never used. It. If it's gifted, you might be inclined to, to see that spent a little yeah. bit more often. But I I bet you would be surprised at how few people spend that. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. again, not breaking your game.
0: Yeah. I, um, I especially like the pageantry of it as well, mm-hmm. because that adds to some of the immersion. Sure. And with that, I would highly encourage DMs when someone does have their inspiration and they decide to use it, ask them, what does that look like? Because the first role you failed, right? You know?
1: Yeah. No kidding. Um, I almost say like, because in a lot of cases, like with advantage, um, or like you know, adding a d four for something like somebody's uh, defiant or saving face or whatever mm-hmm. you know, racial or feat you have, right, yeah. um, has to be before the DM says it succeeds or fails. I almost think it would be worth it to to exclude that rule to say like if it fails,
0: mm-hmm. you
1: can still inspire it. No, yeah. um, for that pageantry. Right. Again, under the assumption and the understanding that, like, you're going to have to describe this to me. Right. 100%. And again, like, anybody who takes the time to think about what they're describing is just going to be more bought in. Yeah. And that's why we play this dang game. You know, like, we want to feel like we're in it. We want immersion. We want um, to feel like I'm contributing, like I'm creating. And when you force that, Mm-hmm. It's only going to pay out in benefits for you. Nobody's going to be upset that they like their character more.
0: Yeah. And I would even say when you gift inspiration to another player and then that player uses it, the person who originally received the inspiration should be the one to describe it. Absolutely. Like, oh, in the nick of time, I said, watch out. And they turned. Sure. And an arrow whizzed past their eyebrows. Yeah. You know.
1: Yeah. Um. Nope. Yeah. Absolutely. And you could even say like, and and what does that do for your character?
0: Exactly. Having
1: received that.
0: Exactly. You the know? give and take between yeah. the two players. I'm
1: Now I'm just thinking like, you know, two characters who, you know, just don't get along for whatever reason. Like, but like mechanically, it makes sense that I would save you mm-hmm. like, okay, metagamer, you're going to buy in, pal. Yeah. Like you're a min maxer on this. Absolutely. I completely understand that. Give me some of that role play. Yeah, you're going to role play. You're going to like it, or I'm going to kill your character. Absolutely. There is no other rule. Yeah, except DM wins. If you don't have fun, I will have fun killing your character. Exactly. In front of your eyes.
0: And then you can't come back because
1: (laughs) we don't want you here. (laughs) And then you're just not invited anymore.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Because that's D&D.
1: Exclusion. Absolutely. That's what we're about.
0: 100%. One
1: D&D. Only one, Only one. Not inclusive one. No. Individual one. One. The rest of you. And you're not invited. Kick rocks. Exactly. Yep. We get it. Exactly.
0: Hopefully you're inspired.
1: Wizards of the Coast, check us out. out. We are your
0: inspiration. There you go. We have breathed into them. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> I wanted to steal an idea. Yeah. Um, that has really resonated with me over the last couple of years. Um, There's a podcast that I really enjoy called Akimbo, A-K-I-M-B-O, by Seth Godin. Hmm. Could not tell you anything that this guy has done.
0: He is a marketer, actually. He's written lots of books. You've never heard of Seth Godin?
1: Not other than his podcast.
0: Huh, yeah, he's written lots and lots of books.
1: Well, I don't read, I can't read.
0: Well, they're like this big and they're all about marketing.
1: Well, if they don't have pictures, I'm not interested. I think one does. It's like
0: a purple cow.
1: So maybe. Great. I will hit that up. But in the meantime, Seth Godin will speak to me um, in my tiny pea brain. And his podcast is all, is all stories, which I really like. He teaches principles in story form, which, oh, man, I just eat it up all day mm-hmm. long. Um, but there was one episode. I think about it multiple times a week to this day, but it was all about placebos, how a placebo, right? For the folks at home who don't know what a placebo is, it's like a fake medicine that your mind tricks you into believing is real medicine and lo
0: and behold, you get healed. So like all medicine, right? All medicine. It's all medicine.
1: All medicine is fake. Um, (laughs) Dad, disregard. I validate your profession as a doctor. (laughs) But your medicine's (laughs) fake. Anywho, I'm gonna say, so's your degree.
0: But whatever. (laughs)
1: My my thoughts on this have lingered on the idea or concept of forcing placebos in your life. Um. Essentially, what he, his whole thought on that is like if you are in a creative workplace or you, you are wanting to create specifically, right? This is, this is all mostly about creation, but it could be applied to anything, mm-hmm. right? If you want to have a habit in anything, um, you have a place, you have a time, you get so specific that when I am in this chair right here after 7 p.m., that's when I have ideas, and you sit down every night, 7 p.m. in this chair, and you try to have ideas, you will always have ideas in this chair at 7 p.m. That like the idea of forcing a ritual of creation, in turn, creates natural, free-flowing creation. Um, and that like constantly resonates with me. Um, I'm very particular. Like we were talking about this right before. I'm like writing a ton right now. Mm-hmm. Cannot type it. I cannot type and have the same creative flow that I do when I write. But that only happens when I have the right pen <laughs> and I'm on good paper. <laughs> I've noticed like this pen, this pilot G 2.05 classic. No. Oh, hate it what 0.05 too tiny 0.70 all day long what yes
0: you don't like the pen that like you can stab yourself with and
1: no i don't want an epi pen i don't want to write with needle point i want some thickness i want some girth to my letters you know like them thick i like them thick letters Mm. absolutely um and i like the like a because it write smoother too. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one feels scratchy. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a tactile experience yeah. for me. Um, but that the right pen with the right notebook, um, with a comfy chair, I could write all day long. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is those placebos, right? Like even writing with this, this pen right here, I am like stunted, which there is like a, you know, a, Two sides of the same coin, sure. like.
0: Well, I don't have my pen. I can't be smart.
1: Um, you know, get over it. Yeah. You know, you're a grown man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm speaking to me and you, probably too. Um, you're probably grown. Get over it. Um, but go create, right? Yeah. In your space.
0: Hundred percent. So, have you ever heard of the book War of Art? No. So it's kind of a play on words. You know, the Art of War by Sun Tzu, sure. but instead it's War of Art and. You have the art of war. Yep, you have the art of war. You art just war. need the war of art up there. I will get you it. You have both sides. But uh, it's a great book. <coughs> Excuse me. It's a great book. And it often talks about the resistance. Mm. And it creates it as an entity. Mm. And it personifies all the forces that are stopping you from creating or or, or becoming, right? Yeah and in the book he often says like it's it's almost like in in certain parts there's like passages that are similar to like Marcus Aurelius's meditations where he like writes notes to himself and says like when people make fun of you don't worry about it, it kind of is like that he says stuff like if you're doing this and the resistance comes by like cast it out like do whatever you can it makes it like a physical thing yeah and when you talk about these placebos to me well to other people, they might look at that and be like, no, you're crazy. That pen, that chair, not magical, right? Mm-hmm. But it's almost a prophecy. Yes. And it can be self-fulfilling or not, right? Correct, yeah. So if you believe I won't come up with ideas sitting in this chair. Surprise. Boom, you're right. But if you do, the more evidence you put towards that, the more solidified you, it is. And in that in that sense, I think a lot of reality is much more left up to our choice Mm. than we would think. But, but the moral of the story is find whatever works. Yes. Right. Yep. And I have a similar situation every morning, my morning routine, I wake up, take the dog out, let them, let, let her do her, you know, business, feed the dog, do my whatever workout stretch, go upstairs, read a little bit of scriptures, uh, read one page of a book at least, uh, Write in my journal some kind of statements about who I'm trying to become. Interesting. And then write 500 words. Whoa! Right. Incredible. But the nice thing is about the words, I can split them up between whatever things I'm working on. Sure. You know, and because I've been doing that consistently, yeah. Like I can do that. I like sometimes I'll, you know you'll have writer's block. Sure. But it's it's more of like I'm here. I have other stuff to get to. I can't get to it until I do these 500 words, so out they come. Yep, right? I feel like it's the same kind of concept of I have the placebo of dog out, workout, uh scriptures, write these affirmations, right, right? Same kind of thing. Awesome.
1: Yeah, man, I love that a lot. Um dang, I really like that. My morning routine is like my first alarm goes off and then I like say some curse words. And then my second alarm goes off and then I turn off my alarms after more curse words. Um, And then I wake up and I realize, oh no. And then I get to get going, you know? And that's kind of the same thing every morning. Um,
0: Same curse words even? No, I I honestly try to shake those up. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I'm a big, again, I'm a big language guy. Yeah. Variety is important, you know? (laughs) Uh, That's amazing. Plus Spanish to English dictionary.
1: (laughs) You know what? Let's learn Swahili today.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: Do they have swear words in Swahili? You know what? If you're from Swahili... Swear at him. Swear at me. <laughs> Hit me and slide into my DMs. I won't understand. Shout out to my cousin who just got hacked by somebody from West Africa. What? On his Instagram. And I only knew it was West African because I was trying to play with him. And I sent a screenshot to my brother who was in West Africa. And he's like, hey... That's a West African slang. Called him out on it and didn't reply anymore.
0: Got him. You, you hackers, you got to be better. It's too easy. Too easy. Well, no inspiration.
1: Man, I, jeez Louise, that was awesome. Um, I want to squish some inspiration now. I would like to take a character um, that you have spent some time crafting um, hand in hand with your wife even. Yes. Um, And I would like to destroy them
0: if possible. Yeah. If you'll let me. You know what? Tears will be shed at their I'm hoping so.
1: I'm hoping so. They will be mine and yours. Yes. But mostly your characters.
0: 100%.
1: Well, my friend, um, Tell us a little bit. Give us some some background to your character. Sure. This is your character that you played at the Dead Wars. Yes. Right. Shout out We Geek together. Yes. That was a really cool event. We were part of a world record Dungeons and Dragons game. Um, honestly, should probably talk some more about that at some point because yeah. that was a really unique event. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was really awesome. Um, but yeah, so you played a character as part of this uh, defense against Vic.
0: <laughs> yes. So uh, my wife and I played characters that in the game were married. I was Ispian de Sewell and she was Ingrid de Sewell. Um, I am a level five Water Ganassi artificer with an uh, artillerist. Artificer <clears throat> with a flamethrower dog, so a metal dog that is actually uh, the background for that dog was we had a dog right. Ingrid and Ispian had a dog. The dog died as and, they do, as they do. Uh, but in some sort of freak accident, Ispian convinced these powerful mages to capture the soul and in- imbue it into this hmm. machine, so that it's it's actually the dog and it's yeah. the soul. And if the, if the machine dies. The, the spirit lingers until Ispian can make a new machine, you know sure.
1: Like Alphonse, Elric. Very the similar. Dog.
0: Very similar. Uh so and Ispian, he is, you know, very Clark Kent look, literally has glasses, mm. uh full plate armor, like Classic. very armored, but like you can see like a collared shirt underneath. Mm-hmm like he a classy dude he is a well he's, he's he's not super classy but he's he's kind of like doesn't get dirty he's <clears throat> almost like prim and proper a little bit like oh dear me excuse yeah. me you know very uh, obi-wan kenobi voice sure. like yeah. hello there you know yeah. like yeah. that kind of thing um ingrid his wife is kind of the opposite she's very chaotic very just like flower child you know so kind of an interesting mix
1: yeah Love that. Um so post war against Vecna, um the the armies of the of men, elves and dwarves, the, the heroes of the light were victorious, right? Um destroyed Vecna. Um you aren't from here, right? Right. Um through some kind of odd circumstances uh, almost shunted from another plane of existence. Um, the the Fey courts of the Fey realm um are very intricate and you know highly complex organization. Um, each court operates with its own governments. They all report to the high fae queen, um, but the courts all act semi-independently. Um, having been employed, not necessarily like part of a Fey court, um, you were sort of selected to come to the material plane, um, perhaps with some premonition, right? Of this... Event occurring, um, and as the fae's, you know, need to continue to be connected to the material plane, you have been sent to help in this war. Um, spending a lovely life in the fae courts, uh, obviously, like. Plants are weird. Everything can kill you. Nothing is right. Time is soup. Mm -hmm. Um, It is a wonderful, exciting, and terrifying realm. Um, And now to this mundane and dark and wicked material plane where everything is selfish and everything is still trying to kill you, um, just less subtly and with less beautiful flair. um, You've felt a need to go home right? Um, you've done what you felt like you needed to do here in the material plane. Um, you and Ingrid survived. And, uh, that can't be said for a lot of the armies of light. Um, the many lost their lives in this fight. Um, but you stand to tell the tale. Um, but it's time to come home. Um, now, you know, of these nexus points kind of throughout the material plane where the, the veil between these planes are a little bit weaker. The ley lines of the magic are kind of converging, right? Mm-hmm. At a nexus. Um, and it's at these ties to these other planes that if you can strategize properly, you can get to where they converge on themselves and a sort of doorway appears, right? Yeah. Um, you were told of a... Doorway um, out of the city limits of Orosfera, right? Uh, the city of gold, <laughs> and um, a it's like the nexus point based on you know your calculations as an artificer. Um, Will actually, let's see how close your
0: calculations get. Very well.
1: Give me. Um, we'll call this a either a you can you tell me either a history check or an insight check
0: hmm. <laughs> trying to oh definitely history <laughs> not even a question uh that's a 21 oh
1: not bad at all um yes so following some of your the texts that you have been gathering um uh, it's been some time you and ingrid kind of traveling around trying to find these um, texts you you have an idea that the nexus point is going to be near the skeletal remains of an ancient black dragon um, that Close. this dragon was killed hundreds thousands of years ago but its remains are intact um, they call it uh, the maw of the umbra um, a jet black wickedly dark and vicious dragon uh, who died with his mouth still open Um, as you approach the Maw of Umbra um, you see that you're not the only ones trying to make it to this nexus point Um, this is a pretty rare occurrence and others are trying to make it Um, what
0: is your movement speed I move at a speed of oops, uh, <clears throat> it's loading. Uh, thirty feet.
1: Okay. Uh, what about Ingrid? You know, definitely 30, 30 feet. feet. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. Using your your full movement, probably a dash action. Mm-hmm. Um. You're 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 running out of clip now, right? Um. Give me a perception check.
0: Perception check. Ooh, that's not good. <clears throat> That's a, a three.
1: Okay. Um, go ahead and roll one of these D10 for me. Where are
0: you, D10? Yeah, they're hiding. 10.
1: 10. Oh, boy.
0: <laughs> oh, I go big. <laughs>
1: <laughs> probably shouldn't have. Oh, the, good thing you don't see it, right? Um, Great. There's a lot of people moving on this, this nexus point. Um And as you're moving, is there anything you would like to do to try and buff yourself or, you know, try to get there a little bit faster? You know that this is a very short uh, time frame.
0: Uh, Yes, I think. Hold on. I would. uh... Oh, right. So I'd like to cast. Long strider mm. on myself and my beautiful wife at second level, uh, which will allow us to move at ten greater speeds until the spell ends.
1: Great. Uh what does that look like? What does is, what is your spell casting look
0: like? <clears throat> so Ispian, he's a very mechanically inclined individual. Uh he would probably uh pull out sort of a uh kind of claw mechanism. He'd probably pull out two of them, and he would toss one to Ingrid and say, "Put this around your boot," and then do the same thing on his. Kind of ratchet it up, and the boots would begin to glow mm. and almost start running on their own.
1: Nice, um, I like that. So as you're you're picking up pace, um, the the area here is uh, desert, right? Um, so the city of gold is given that name kind of ironically, right? Nothing has come from this area <laughs> in a very long time, as far as riches, wealth or anything, right? It's a very impoverished region. Um, and so it is dry, arid. It is so hot outside. Um, the sun is beating down on you. You're cooking in your iron, in your plate armor, right? Yes. Um, especially because you're a water genasi. Um, do not like the heat double, not having a good time. Um, you start to sweat, which is a little bit concerning, um, knowing that water is, uh, of short supply out here. Um, the, the long strider kicks in your armor feels a little bit lighter from what you're the magic that you've cast on yourselves. Um, and so you start to, you know, put less pressure onto the sand and you know, your foot, are leaving a little bit less of an indentation um, and you feel like you're running on firm ground now. um, Which is helping because everyone else is running on sand.
0: (laughs) Um,
1: So as you're making your way up, you see this behemoth monster. Um, Do you think that Ispian and Ingrid would have ever encountered a dragon up to this point?
0: Not personally. I think they would have read about them in novels
1: sure um and the fey court's probably a little bit different too like you you would have seen some pretty monstrous beasts mm-hmm. but probably not a dragon per se so this is awesome right like this is just really cool to see a massive dragon but even still you feel like this is bigger than a dragon should be Um, from one jowl to the next is probably about 40 feet wide, like enough to swallow a lot of people, right? An entire home in one fell swoop. Um, the teeth themselves are still perfectly intact, um, hanging from the tops like stalactites and stalagmites coming up from the bottom. Um, they are well taller than you are. Um in size, just absolutely horrifyingly large um, and you are now getting closer to this the mouth of this dragon um give me a, a d20 we'll call this a luck check you want a roll oh, that's low, okay, so not bad um go ahead and give me a d10 roll with disadvantage four. Okay. Um, So six of the the groups that you now see coming into this pit um, have begun to slow down pretty heavily uh, that you are outpacing. Um, You're well on your way to outpacing the other four, but there are four groups of about two and three individuals each. So approximately 10 to 12 people. Coming in, converging on this point. Um, Give me one more perception check. We'll call it with advantage because Ingrid would probably be helping you
0: with this. Oh, beautiful. 18. 19. 19. Um, Okay, let me get some dice here.
1: That was, was a five. Right? Mm-hmm. Five. So 11, 13, 15. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, 15, 25, 26. 26 points of damage to. We'll call it D4, right? Because there's only four people. Oh, four. four. Um, bursting out of the sand as you are reaching. Toward this, this pit, right? It, the, the mouth is kind of forming an indent in the sand where the sands have kind of flowed toward the mouth of this dragon, almost like being consumed by the dragon itself as the sand starts to slide. ...toward the mouth of this dragon. Its jaw opening a little bit more. Your perception check was high enough to see... ...that the mouth of this skeletal dragon is opening. Um, give me an, uh, uh, either a nature or arcana check.
0: Hmm. Arcana. 15.
1: Uh, <clears throat> 15. 15. You would... You would have the sense enough to know that this dragon isn't alive, Um, but you're – honestly, it probably should have just been in Arcana. Anyway, you get a sense that, like, the nexus is opening. So this portal from inside the mouth of this dragon, the ley lines have overlapped and are forming a portal to the Realm, And the sand is – Pouring into that portal, right? Being consumed by this new magic that wasn't there before. Um, As the sand is moving, um, you would estimate that if anything was in the sand, it would be alerted to this. And lo and behold, four ambush drakes burst from the sand, chomping the... Torsos off of individuals as they're running down to the mouth of this dragon. Give me, for both you, Ingrid, and your dog, Dexterity Saving Throws.
0: This will be for me. Oh dear. That's an 11. This will be for Ingrid. Thank goodness. That's probably, I'll just use my stats. Yeah. Uh, 17. This is for Doge.
1: Not twenty. Not 20. Um, so the dog is just aware, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's a spiritual entity inside the body of metal, yeah. Um, and and it would probably have the intuition to know, and, and would probably start to alert you, like As all dogs good do. dogs yeah. do, right? Come on, man. Um, and Ingrid picks up on it, but you are you you're focused on that nexus point, right? Um, and unfortunately don't succeed so you will take half of the 26 damage so 13 points of piercing damage as this sand colored drake bursts from the sand clamping down on your torso right at your belly button and on your spine. Um, It's scales are just tiny flecks of sand. Um, It's eyes are the same tan um, very clearly intended to be hidden. Well, Um, and there's a reason why you didn't see them. Right. Yeah. Um, So you take 13 points of piercing damage and I'm going to have you roll initiative for me uh, for all three of you. I guess your dog acts on your initiative. Yeah.
0: So, Nine for me. Natural twenty for Ingrid, Sheesh. so that's twenty-two total. Okay.
1: Oh, ho, ho. this Drake also has a twenty-two.
0: Uh, dexterity of fourteen. If that.
1: Um so the Drake would act first in this scenario. Um okay, so the Drake has chomped down on your stomach. <coughs> um it is going to attempt to burrow with you. Ooh. I need a strength saving throw from Ispian. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-mm. Mm-mm.
1: That's an eight. Do you have anything or does Ingrid have anything to help with that?
0: You have a minus one on your strength saves? Yeah. Ispion is not a strong boy. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> anything to help? Yeah. Like reaction or? Yeah.
1: Anything at all. I'm going to roll my contested grapple check. Oof. A natural nineteen. Anything at all. So
0: uh I could cast I don't think it would help. Expeditious retreat. That well that's a bonus action, so never mind. Uh, I don't think he has anything. No 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 no. Okay, Ispian does not have anything. Ingrid might have, well, I don't think she would have a reaction, right? I, I would
1: allow one if she had something within the spellcasting.
0: Has... Oh, okay, or she yeah, has sorry. a whip. Okay. So maybe, Um, you know what? Why not? I feel like she would.
1: With a with a high enough initiative, sharing an initiative specifically, sure. Sure. Um, I would say, yeah, absolutely. She would be able to do that. Cool. Go ahead and give me an attack roll with the whip on your armor class. Oh, gosh.
0: Oh, yes. So, 17 plus 3, 20. My armor class is 20.
1: Beautiful. You'll love to see it. Yes. Um Okay, so we'll say that in her attack is less to, like, obviously hit you, yeah. but more to give you advantage mm-hmm. on your strength save.
0: Cool. So I roll that again? Yep. 13, 12.
1: So their strength actually has a minus 5. So you do succeed.
0: They have minus 5 and on minus their five strength? Minus 5
1: on their strength. Their dex is insane. Got it. Um, so... Wow. That was insane. Um, so the ambush Drake pops up out of the, the sand, right? Grabs you around the stomach and goes to bury you into the sand. You see this happening in like a third person, right? Like an out of body experience where you feel like, oh no. As soon as you know, like, you know, as soon as you hit, like break the sand, you're toast, mm-hmm. right? Right. Um, and Ingrid is a little bit more with it um, in getting ready and quickness to action. Um, whips around your leg to pull you back. Um, and like the good boy he is, the dog also is there to help you out. Naturally. Of course, right? Yeah. Um, wonderful. So you're not burrowed, and it is now officially Ingrid's turn.
0: Great. <clears throat> Ingrid will...
1: Okay. Two groups are down entirely. So, in looking around, I'll give you like a free perception check, okay. right? Without even needing to roll. Um, two groups have also been bombarded by multiple ambush drakes um, and are being currently pulled under, eaten up on the top of the sand. Um, like, this is a feeding frenzy as if they were expecting something like this. Give me an insight check.
0: Well, Shall you be spending your point? Well, uh, why not? <laughs> <laughs> Four. So, is it insight with Ispian or Ingrid? Um, we'll call it with Ispian. Okay, one second to me. So, Ispian's insights is a score that i will say once it loads it is plus one so
1: 13 okay um 13 pretty middle of the board um yeah this this feels anticipated in a way that's less like planet earth 2 when the lizards are hatching and Mm -hmm. uh the snakes are coming out and eating them all uh one of the craziest scenes of all time. Oh yeah. Uh, cr- truly crazy. It feels like that, but feels also more premeditated than that. Um, you don't get much more information other than that, but it feels incorrect. Gotcha. Um, great. Anything from Ingrid?
0: Yes. Uh, Ingrid will cast... hmm this is kind of
1: backwards y'all I'm only playing one character <laughs> and the player is playing multiple
0: is the creature large or smaller no so it's it's medium medium okay uh, Ingrid will first cast healing word uh, giving ispian eight points of healing <clears throat> Uh, which he is very grateful for, and he will thank her <laughs> later.
1: What a good wife! Yes, she does exactly what it's you great. need her to in the scenario. It's great, That's and wild. then
0: she will cast a cantrip, okay, Thorn Whip, mm. at the dude Magoo. Interesting. Uh, and Thorn Whip is a uh, vine-like whip covered in thorns, lashes out melee spell attack against the target. Uh, if the if the spell hits, the creature takes 1d6 piercing, and if the creature is large or smaller, pull the, the creature 10 feet closer to me. Okay. So, Go ahead and
1: roll to attack.
0: Uh, that is a... For sure. ...24. Absolutely hits. Uh, oh, and it's 2d6. Okay. Go ahead uh, and roll that. Yeah. 2d6 is 9 points of piercing damage. Okay. And th- the creature is pulled... 10 feet closer to Ingrid theoretically with Ispian or yeah, would it let yeah. go?
1: Um, that's a good point. It would probably let you go. Okay. being Because I, I imagine um, bursting from out of the sand like sure. a, a desert rose, right? Right. Um, and local topography and flora and fauna uh, would be like black
0: mm.
1: vine, right? Mm. So a black stemmed rose with a – bright, vibrant red flower head bursts from out of the sand to lash around Mm -hmm. the, probably the haunches of this Drake yanking it back pretty violently. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, it dealt nine points of damage. Like that's not just a gentle pull. So I imagine that it would let go of you.
0: Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So that is, uh, well, she would pull it closer to uh, herself but not like within engaging range. Sure, sure. Um, so, and then she would probably take some steps back.
1: Back or toward the maw?
0: Toward the portal. Okay. And, and say like... So running down. Yeah. Right.
1: Like, You're effectively running down a sand dune okay. at this point. And each round will say it's getting more and more steep.
0: Okay. Yeah. That's what she's doing. She's like, Ispian, we're going to be late. Uh and Ispian's like, I know. She's always like this. Uh the Drake's and that, like burr, burr, burr. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like a sitcom <laughs> like ding 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 ding. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh so that's Ingrid's turn.
1: That okay. is your turn now.
0: Uh Ispian. Uh is the is the Drake in between Ispian and the Yeah, middle? so
1: for alignment's sake, Ingrid is gonna be probably ten feet below you, about okay. ten feet uh to your east, um your dog, loyal pooch is ever at your side, um, and the Drake is gonna be ten feet up above you. Okay. Right. Um so it is you are between it and the dragon.
0: Great. Uh cool. So uh Ispian will turn towards the dragon and uh essentially pull out kind of a little mechanism and like twist it, twist it and then kind of like toss it right in front of him or like place it. And it, it, it's essentially, it looks like one of those like ching, ching, ching monkeys. Sure. Yeah, and yeah, it'll yeah. go like this. And then, you know, the sound from Attack of the Clones. Exactly. Yep. As Thunderwave. Seismic wave. charge. Exactly. Thunderwave yeah. casts up towards the Drake. Nice. Uh, so that is, and I'm doing it at uh, second level. Do I make a con save on that? That is a constitution saving throw. Yes. That is a failure. Cool. So that is 3d8. 14 points of damage. He had 14 points of health. And his body is... Does 10
1: the, feet, right? Yeah, yeah. I think it's... Honestly, yeah, 10 feet. we're going to say the body gets completely sheared in half uh it becomes a seismic charge i love right um dropping out of your butt cheeks just like out of the slave one Mm -hmm. um the seismic charge goes off crystallizing a great deal of sand into shards of glass as they descend past your feet right so these new like you know, bright shimmering shards of glass from this new thunder wave that cracked through, um, the, the Drake, it's skin hardening really rapidly. And then shattering like a pixelated Drake in down the middle, right. Turning to glass itself, um, falling into two large pieces into the sand. Um, and you are no longer harried by a Drake,
0: right? Uh, let's go. Uh, so I will use my movement to go to, uh, Hold on a second. We're smarter than this. (laughs) Sorry. But no, Ispian will be like, wait. Why are these things here? Uh, Can I look around and see if there are more than there were previously? Uh, Give me a perception check. 13,
1: 14. Um, Let's see. Uh, we'll call this another luck check. Mm-hmm. You want a low number. Okay. This. Sweet. Um, there are not more drakes, um, but another group has been killed. So th- while there are not more drakes, there is now only one less drake. Right. Having been killed by you. Uh, One group is currently fending them off. Killing another two. So three drakes. We'll say that there's about eight left. Um, and you are the only living prize other than the other group. About 50 feet away. A little bit higher up in the pit than you are. Um you are becoming easy prey at this point.
0: Okay. Uh, I will grab Ingrid, move towards the portal with the dog. Is the portal still open? Can we see through it to the Feywild? Yes. So it does look like the Feywild. You,
1: you see, like, Kingdom Hearts Organization 13 portal. Sweet inky black shadow pouring out the sides of it. But beyond the the black void-like hole is grasses of blue and purple, a sky of yellow, and now it's orange, and now it's purple as right. well. Um, and a beautiful mountain made of jello.
0: Right. Well... Uh, jello for dinner. Uh, let's go. Uh, so we're going to run. We still have long strider. So our speed's 40. Uh, and we're going to, um, run. Okay.
1: Um, we're going to introduce a quick little, uh, mechanic that, um, I came up with that I've been dying to try out sweet dynamic initiative at the Mm -hmm. top of every round. Everyone re rolls
0: initiative. Ooh.
1: Go ahead and re-roll initiative for me. So
0: this will be for Ingrid. Six. That sucks. being Thirteen. Let's see how the drakes do.
1: They match you cool. in initiative.
0: They probably have higher decks.
1: Um, they are approximately about sixty feet, and you see all eight of them burrow. Well that's bad. And that's their turn.
0: Uh we'll
1: call it 40 feet from the portal.
0: Oof. We are. Mhm. So if we just move our Oh no. I can't let my wife's character die. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ding it. Um I will
1: say out loud your thoughts, man. Share it for the people at home.
0: Ooh. 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 Okay. (laughs) I will create water. Interesting. I can create up to 10 gallons of clean water. Uh, So I would like to create 10 gallons of water underneath us. Okay. Okay. No, this is not a good idea. It's not even working. Uh, hold on. No, no, no. I would like to create 10 gallons of water where they just burrowed. A, Interesting. A uh, 10 gallons of water uh, within range in... Oh, wait, no. That's not true. Okay. Nope. All it does is rain in a 30-foot cube, so maybe that's not as cool as I thought. Well, I will not do that. <laughs> Dang it. Uh, I was trying to like do some cool crap. I will hold my turn. Okay. <sighs> um, shoot. I will uh, hold my turn.
1: Okay. Roll a d4 for me. One of them pokey boys. Four. Okay. Um, The portal begins to quiver a little bit. Um, Roll another Arcana check real fast.
0: 23. This is too soon.
1: You knew it was going to be short. The window to get through the nexus point was going to be short. This is too soon. It's closing, but it shouldn't yet. I need you, your dog, and Ingrid. We'll say you make three dexterity saving throws. Okay. Ingrid make three, and your dog make two.
0: Okay, so I will do myself first. One is a four. Two is a seven. Oh, no. And three is a twelve. Oh, no.
1: Go ahead and give me Ingrid's.
0: Ingrid's. 21. Of course. Thank heavens. 18. 15. All right. And the pooch. 19. Bro, what are
1: you doing?
0: 10. Uh, Ispian is covered in armor, so of course he's not quick.
1: So, would you... I will give you in this opportunity a chance to use your turn as all eight of these drakes burst between the teeth of this dragon coming toward you. You have a preternatural instinct that you're getting hit 100% of the time. Give me an, we'll call it another insight check. And I'll let you spend your token once again on this um, to understand your situation.
0: Mm. Hmm, that's 19. You
1: know you're not making it out.
0: How far away is the portal?
1: Theoretically, we could say that you made your 30 feet. Mm -hmm. But you are going to get got right now.
0: And how far away is Ingrid and the pooch from the portal?
1: We'll say that they went with you. They're about 10 feet from the portal.
0: Uh, <laughs> Ispin would pull out one of those charge things again, look at it. And it's it's probably like a super cinematic moment you see from the side. He's just like standing there staring at Ingrid. And Ingrid's like running, like turns back and sh- like look at confusion The beasts burst from behind, and like it's all slow mo over his head. He like looks at Ingrid. He winds it up. He turns back, looks at the Drakes, and then he turns and faces Ingrid and puts it on the ground, and it goes. And um, assuming she fails, she's like like pushed forward Mm. into the portal. Same with the Pooch. Right as. The Drake's, uh, the last thing she sees is him smiling uh, and mouthing the words, I love you. Um, and then the Drake's, like, like the portal closes, right? And you don't see his death. But then uh, Ingrid is, like, in the Feywild, and she's, like, beating against a tree, right? And that's probably what happens.
1: Dungeons and Dragons, folks. Dang it. You killed Ispian. Absolutely I did. I have no problem killing beloved characters. Yeah. And that's why we play D&D, man. Uh, that was actually a good time.
0: I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah, that was fun.
1: Um, Dang, man. Honestly, all of this was a freaking good time.
0: Heck Fabulous
1: yeah. conversation. Heck yeah. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed myself. Justin, we have a lot of ways we can... Follow you and support you,
0: right? Yes.
1: Tell us how we do that.
0: Perfect. I will distill it down into two two ways. Pick number three, Malone. Pick number three. So first way, uh, our new business, Monsters.Rent. Uh, that's the website, Monsters.Rent. You subscribe, monthly subscription. You get a box of minis. Keep it as long as you want. And then when you're done, send it back, get a new one. Uh, if you're here to local... To Utah, you can honestly get as many boxes as you want per month, just as long as you only have one out at a time. So that's one way monsters.rent. Second way is betterdungeonmaster.com. That is uh That is the website for our podcast, how to be a better DM. Uh, I host it with my friend Tanner Wayland. We have podcasts every week on how to tell a better story or craft a better experience for your players as you DM sessions of, of D and D. So, uh, those two places.
1: Yeah, I love it. Monsters.rent, massive shout out for that. It, it, it is a really cool program. Um, the minis are incredible. Um, it's really great for you know DMs and players who want to introduce a next level, who, who don't want to drop a couple hundred bucks on a, a printer and, you know, or spend tons of money. It's a, a very affordable way of raising your games to the next level. Massive shout out to that. Definitely look into that. Um, The How to Be a Better DM, um, I'm inviting myself onto their podcast, so tune in for that. Heck yeah. Um, (laughs) My nice invite Um, to myself. Um, Dude, thanks so much.
0: Yeah, it was a grand pleasure.
1: It was awesome. Um, Guys. Please go follow Justin on everything. Um, Give him all the support and love in the world. Um, Additionally, go hug a dog, man. Um, Ask the owner first um, because not all dogs are the sweetest, Mm -hmm. um, even though they're good dudes. Um, Don't trust cats. Um, So kick a cat, kiss a dog, uh, tell your mom you love her, tell your dad you also love him. Um, (laughs) Medicine isn't real.
0: Exactly. (laughs) And neither are degrees. I love it.
1: <laughs> All right, folks. Thanks so much. Go play some D&D. Make some people cry. Inspire somebody. Go give inspiration and inspire constantly. Adios, friends.